This is episode one of the podcast. And yeah, you, you're probably already hearing it in my voice. There's a bit of a different tone to this episode. Funnily enough, this is going to be the first episode. And it's going to be raw, honest, and vulnerable to say the least because this isn't going to be some glossy, high-produced episode to, to sort of give you an insight onto, onto how this episode will go. Because to be completely frank, I've been in the state of avoidance the last month or so, and I almost feel like I've really been falling out of integrity and out of alignment with who I know I can be and who I know I need to become. Uh, and let's just say the, if you look at my current set of like videos and content that I've been posting, like they're cool, they're great. I'm being the the coach, the guide, the educator, and that's cool. But I've realized that is only one side of me and only one facet of who I'm showing up as in this given time, in this given moment of time right now. <clears throat> and why am I starting this episode on this note? Well, Purely because this is the real shit that happens. And I will take complete ownership and acknowledge that I haven't been showing this side over the last 30 days because I've just been f so focused on being this coach, on being the the business owner, on being the, the guide for others. And then there's a there's conflict that occurs and there's a fracture between who you are versus who you show up as and you see this occur not on not only on socials, not only on the digital space, but in constant day to day life. Your workplace, your relationship, the household. And it's cool because it's this it's that survival mechanism to to act and to behave in a certain way to avoid the conflict, which has, man, has been a fucking pattern for, for so long for me. <clears throat> and it's patterns that I'm continually working through and, and breaking, which is great, and recreating new patterns, which is awesome. Doesn't mean they're completely gone. Doesn't mean they don't exist. Because challenges and problems arise, and that's just a given. That's just a natural order of life. But one thing my mental Tom really honed in on after a call with him yesterday was that with every challenge, with every problem that arises, a solution is born with it. Just like the highs and lows of life, just like the natural order of 
sunrise, sunsets, black and white, polar opposites, yin and yang. With every problem, there is always a solution that is born with it. And for so long, I've been choosing and avoiding to look at the solution because I've been totally avoiding the problem. So how can I see the solutions to my current problems and challenges if I'm not fully addressing and acknowledging the challenge that is in front of me? And I won't go into all the details because it's just not relevant for this format, but I will say there's certain recurring themes that are happening in business, more specifically with my client interactions, finances in terms of money management, health as well, and what I'm observing and what I'm realizing is all the things that I'm enabling and perpetuating in my own life, all these unresourceful habits and things that keep recurring with those areas that I just mentioned, they are reflecting back to me with the exact people that I'm working with, with the exact people in my life right now. So... The realization here is the more that I continue this way, the more I enable these things and the more I allow myself to not address the problem head on directly and then not choose to see the solutions and then act and implement it and apply it, the more I'm going to start seeing that in my external world. And it relates back to the saying that the universe will constantly send you the same lessons until you fully learn it, until you fully sit down and take the lessons that the universe keeps sending out to you. And for some people, let alone myself, we we create this cycle, this ongoing cycle that can span into, yes, it starts with a week and a week turns into a month and then six months, 12 months, 20 years, decades, or even most of our life. And that's, to me, is a scary thought and hence why this survival mode kicks in and be like, no, you're better off to just completely sweep this under the carpet, avoid it at all costs. And therefore you can have it easier and be feel like you're more secure and more safe. And yeah, that's cool, but that only serves this singular layer of life. But because we see this at such a one-dimensional perspective, we don't realize that this is going to splinter off and create all these other sorts of challenges and problems that arise from not addressing this root cause, these root issues. And it stems from, from the years before us. Absolutely. The sum of the events that we experience, how we 
digest those experiences on an emotional, visceral level, on a unconscious, subconscious level. And having the having the awareness now is great, but the awareness is simply again only one layer of solving whatever it is you're going through because so many times I've raised things to my awareness and I'm conscious of it and then you decide to be like cool I'm aware of it that's that's the work I think that's the work and then you just completely disregard it when no that's like five percent of it now is the time to really address it. Now is the time to really work through it. Yeah. The challenge isn't having awareness on it. The challenge is having the awareness awareness on it and then fucking doing the work and moving through it. And that's the scary part and that's the uncomfortable part and that's the thing that we shy away from the most because we're human we react and gravitate to the thing that will keep us safe. But where we are at right now in terms of our evolution is we've surpassed that. We aren't at this point of our evolution to simply just survive. And if that's where you are right now, then cool, but it's just such a, it's such a, for lack of a better term, it's a cop-out. It's a cop-out, but it's also just dishonor. It's a lack of responsibility for, for who we are as individuals, as humans, And to me, I just believe it's a very selfish way of doing things. And I can say this knowing and accepting that that's how I lived for most of my teenage years, my early adult years, because I was constantly just seeing myself through one dimension, one singular set of lenses, just trying to survive, just trying to get through just trying to get through that morning, trying to get through that day, constantly just focusing on surviving and then not even living, not even experiencing, not even fully enjoying and receiving the beautiful things that were happening in my day-to-day through the people I was spending time with, through my relationships, through the small, minute things that make up the beauty of human life and because I wasn't fully happy and satisfied and accepting of who I was I couldn't allow in the beautiful things that were happening to me and for me therefore I couldn't do that for others and that is a disgusting feeling when I can't even celebrate the wins and the successes and the triumphs and the joy of people who I love and respect the most And I remember there was moments when I would receive messages and people that I love, my closest friends and family who are, you know, going through amazing moments in their life. And I would just send 
messages while wearing a mask and pretending and acting like I, I, I was on their side and I was celebrating with them. And there was just so much conflict internally for me because I couldn't allow myself to experience the same thing. And I couldn't allow myself to share those experiences with others because I wasn't fully accepting it for myself. And I say this because there's remnants and there's signs of that occurring in the last 30 days. And that to me is the greatest indicator for me to be like, okay, now you need to address this because this is not a state that I value to live through. This isn't something that I want to be. This isn't the person that I want to be. And there's another fracture that occurs because this is the very thing that I preach, the very thing that I talk about. And right now, it's not something that I am taking each step and walking the walk. I'm not walking the path to address this. And for me to, I guess, speak about this freely now, yes, it's me taking that step now. But it's also time to take off another layer in terms of this mask that I've been putting on, this facade that I've been putting on. And this is part of my commitment to to doing that, is to just speaking more freely, unfiltered, on formats like this. Because the one downfall and the one missed opportunity that I'm finding with just posting these 30, 60 second videos is I can't provide all the context given the the time limit, but that does not mean I get to excuse what is really coming up for me in a given moment of time. It doesn't mean I can give myself permission to sweep it up under the carpet and not talk about it. Because if I'm choosing to show up and to, you know, be a leader, be a guide and be that focal point and that example for people to express themselves at the depths of who they are, share their message, share their truth, then I need to be embodying that more at a higher level. There is a lot more responsibility for me to do that. And that doesn't come from a place of I have to do it, I have to do it, or I'm forced to do it. It's this innate feeling that I would love to do, that I need to do for myself. Because I understand how much of an impact that it has had on me, but also the impact I know it's going to have on like my future family, my children, I want them to be able to fully feel like it's okay to express themselves, the best parts of themselves, but also all parts of themselves, not only to me, but also to their friends and their future families and their community. And why? Because I saw the 
exact opposite of that. I saw the cycle that had the exact, had the possibility of repeating in my life and into my kids, a totally different reality. I saw it in my dad. I saw it in my household. I saw the pain and frustration that came with a lack of expressing yourself, expressing yourself freely and fully and seeing all that bottled up and all of that being suppressed in one person's physical body and seeing the emotional and mental effects that it can have on people. And it hurts. It hurts to see that as a child, to witness and observe that as a child and see that in a parental figure, someone that you have so much admiration and respect for. And you feel that shame as a child because it hurts. It's, it, there's, again, there's a fracture and there's a conflict because it doesn't align with what you think and expect towards a certain person. And that is happening for me right now. But instead of that expectation onto other people, it's this expectation that I've created for myself. And the fact that I haven't been fully expressing, that to me is a lack of integrity, a lack of who I am at an integral part. And... There was a moment that I witnessed when I was about 15, 16 where I was at a a family dinner at my auntie's place and I was sitting next to dad and we just had dinner and we were sort of kicking back like it was a very relaxed vibe everyone, we were at the coffee and biscuits stage, let's just say that. So we were just sort of talking Everyone's chatting amongst themselves and I was the only, I was the youngest there. I didn't have my cousins there. So it was just me and adults. So I was sort of just in my own space, just, you know, keeping to myself. And I was sitting next to dad and I noticed dad's in this, you know, f- really in-depth conversation with one of my older cousins. And I noticed that there was a very serious tone and it was getting pretty tense because the topic was about dad's own family and bear in mind at that time I barely heard about dad's family and how he grew up and his upbringing and at the time I was completely ignorant to it I had no interest in knowing that because again when you're in that stage all you're doing is just focusing on yourself your social life status your friends your significance at that age so I was sort of just keeping an ear out just being a fly on the wall and my older cousin was asking dad about his upbringing, how that was and how much time he had with his parents and and dad shares that they had no time to even think about their own mental welfare. They didn't even get the opportunity to even talk about how they were feeling to their parents because their parents were completely focus on survival but also just creating this standard of living for for dad and his many siblings totally different time 
in uh, Southeast Asia. And my older cousin asked dad, do you miss those times? Do you miss your parents? And it was something along those lines, but all it took was that question to bring up decades worth of hurt and suppressed emotion and and that just like came out in totality and for the first time I saw my dad fully express himself on such a deep emotional level he cried for the first time I got to see my dad cry a grown man cry and you know what really struck me the most and the years after that in hindsight and the reason why I'm doing so much work with accepting myself and being able to express myself is because in that moment seeing my dad cry I had so much shame for him I had so much shame and embarrassment towards him seeing my old man cry And that was hard to digest at that age. And even years after that, in my early adulthood, that sat with me, the shame of not feeling comfortable with my dad expressing himself because he didn't have that permission and he didn't have that feeling of safety to express himself when he was a kid around his family in his household. And that exact feeling is what got passed on to me. And that was a, it was a tough pill to swallow because I saw that happening and repeating in my own world, in my own relationships my relationships with women, my relationships with people, friends, colleagues. I couldn't express my truth. I couldn't speak freely. I couldn't share my thoughts and opinions and beliefs. I didn't know what I valued anymore in my early adulthood because I was just so lost, confused with how I reacted to people being able to express themselves and specifically that moment with my dad and that to me is why expression self-expression and ownership and acceptance are such core values of the person I am today and the man that I'm becoming tomorrow so that is my why. That is why I'm recording this unfiltered, unedited. This is why I'm sitting here with the fear and the discomfort and the the uncertainty. And it's exactly why I, I show up and I've chosen to move through this because this is a pattern that I am 
no longer going to choose to enable and to continue. Because the thought of it almost happening for me and then what the after effects will be many years afterwards in terms of my family and my family, my kids' families, that isn't something I can allow any longer. So this is my commitment to myself, but this is also my truth. This is also a very poignant story, a personal story that I want to share because I'm at the point now where I just have so much love and acceptance towards. I have so much understanding and acceptance towards those moments. My dad, my parents, my parents' family, I haven't even met them, but I can almost empathize and connect and really feel what they were going through as well. Because that shame and that lack of expression is simply a pattern that is just handed down from generation to generation. But I feel so much responsibility and power sitting here now knowing that I can be the change that I want to be. I know I can be the change and influence that I would love to have on my family. And that is so, so powerful when you can really start to allow that in and to really fully receive that in. And that in itself becomes the solution to these generational wounds and traumas and problems and challenges. When you start to accept those things and how those things may have been, then you can be the change. Then you can move forward and and decide to be the change you want to see. So that is my mission moving forward. And that's a big part of why I do this. And this is what exactly why I choose to guide others through this and a big part of this is being the embodiment of someone who can express fully and allow people to see all parts of myself and allow others in allow more people that I love and respect into my life because That's just how I want to live. I want to live life fully. I want to experience everyone and everything at its fullest. So this is one step closer to that. And that is what I'll leave this episode on. And sending a lot of love, well wishes to anyone receiving this message on the other side, just know we are so much more connected than we think through our own experiences, through our own stories. And yeah, 
it's good to voice this. It's good to finally be able to to share this um, openly and publicly. But yeah, moving forward, I promise the episodes are going to have a much different tone. But seriously, I wanted to keep this as raw and as vulnerable as possible and as real as possible. I'm literally just holding my phone in my hand, voice memos recording, and I've got my wired Apple earphones as a mic. So in terms of production value, it's definitely definitely on the lower end, but definitely does not come at the cost of um, just being authentic, authenticity, and that will always far outweigh any form of production value and glamour, so I will leave it at that. Thank you so much for listening, this is Ant, sending you so much love on the other side, and yeah, I will leave it at that.